I'm Martin. It's still just about midweek. These are my musings. It is the Martin's Midweek Musing Podcast. <laughs> Greetings, folks. Mm. Wetting my whistle. It is Thursday, the 14th of April. It is approximately 10 p.m. So I am cutting it fine through this being a midweek podcast. Um, this is my personal journal. This is where I share my thoughts and opinions on what I've been up to this week. And also answer those burning questions that some of you have now asked. Because I put out an appeal on Facebook this week for suggestions for what I could use as my question of the week. Now, I'm actually... Not going to use any of those this week. I am saving those for the future. Uh, I think I've got next week's lined up already. Um, but yesterday morning at work, I was inspired to ask the question I'm going to ask just now. And that is, what is your greatest fear? What are you scared of? What are your uh, phobias? So w what really freaks me out? What do I like? Um, before I go into answering that question, I'd just like to start with the inspiration. So I'm at work, and as you know, I work, well, you probably know, I work in a supermarket. And it is Easter this weekend, for those of us who celebrate it. And um, we get in extra sort of, you know, special foods for people to have special meals at Easter. And uh, the food in question is a whole salmon, a whole Scottish salmon. Like two foot long, like, I mean, I can't even get it. If it was here, it would not be in shot. It's a, t a full two foot, two foot salmon. Should I start this back over? Should I start over? No, I'll carry on. Um, it, but the point is, it's the whole fish. It's still got its eye, its mouth. I mean, it winks at you. Um, I, I have no problem with fish, you know. I wouldn't like to have to gut it and, and do all that to it. But it wouldn't really bother me. But it turns out that one of my colleagues really doesn't like fish um one of my other colleagues happened to have this fish and, and was taking it so that we could make sure we had a price card up for it before opening and he had it and this other member of staff didn't know he had it and she was just kind of confronted with it sort of ah! kind of suddenly and and she she was just squealing like a pig um <laughs> I mean, she, she wouldn't mind me telling you this because we had a good laugh about it. It wasn't like we were being cruel, but she was just totally freaked out by this whole fish. She just does not like fish. Um, and and I thought that's that's what was quite... Whilst I was having a laugh about it, I thought, well, what scares me? So that's what we're going to answer right now. What is my biggest fear? And you're probably going to laugh at this. Um... I really, really do not like spiders. <laughs> I could tell you now, if I was sat here and I, I looked across there and I saw one, well, if I saw one running across the floor, I'd be up on this city squealing like a girl. I'd be squealing like a pig, just like she was over that fish. I'll be playing the world's biggest game of the floor is lava um, and I would not be coming down for nothing at all. I absolutely, just, they just... It just sends my skin kind of tingly and just thinking about it and, and I, I go on edge. Um, which might sound crazy because I, mean, I, I grew up in a village on the outskirts of Scarborough called Caton and where I lived kind of backed onto fields. So it was perfectly natural to see big spiders in the garage and, and they'd come in the house but I would just freak out. I just saw some on the floor there and I thought it was a spider. Um, it wasn't, it was just, it's just, it's just where the kids have spilt something, how rude. Um, and, um, yeah, I just, I, I just, I think it probably came from my mum, because my mum really didn't like spiders. She used to kind of freak out about it. Um, so I think that's what it is. I think I've kind of, it, it's, it's kind of the nurture from my mum being scared, I've become scared of them. I mean, if it was a little wee one, I'm near bothered with that, I mean... We dude was down on the floor in the kitchen earlier and he was trying to catch something. And it's like, you're trying to catch a spider or something? It turned out it was an ant, so we need to look into why we've got ants in the kitchen. But it wasn't. But I had no problem if it was a little one. Um, but one of the things that I really fear is that, as I've said, I work in a supermarket. And quite often I will be the one working the produce of the morning and putting out bananas. I've just got the fear 
that one of these mornings I'm going to lift the box off, get it up there, get the plastic bag up and over the edges and a spider's going to appear out, some exotic spider from far-flung parts of the world wherever these bananas are grown. And, and you get quite... Po I mean, British spiders, as far as I'm aware, I don't think there's anything too much to worry about. Um, but foreign spiders, they can give you really nasty bites. They can be lethal. Um... I mean, the spiders, I believe, in Australia that just one nip and, and you're a goner kind of thing. That just freaks me out. That, I mean, I'd love to go to Australia, but I think that's one thing that, that would freak me out if I went just on the off chance that I might get bitten by a spider that's, you know. Um, it, yeah, it just scares me. I just do not like the idea of that happening. And you say that, you know, I'm, I might sound like I'm exaggerating and, and worrying about nothing with stuff coming out of packaging, um, like with the, with the bananas. But I remember when I was at university, there was, there was um, one of the girls that was on my course. I think she worked in somewhere like Next or New Look. It was one of the, the high street chains of, of fashion clothing, you know, clothing shop. Um, and I remember she ended up with a really, really nasty bite from, I think it was a fly. I think, uh, you know, some sort of fly that's come in the packaging with the clothing from another country. Um, and she ended up with a really, really nasty infection. Uh, and it lasted for a good few weeks kind of thing until it went down. Um, and that, that was just a fly. I mean, a sp not poison a spider or anything. I mean, we've got protocols in place anyway if, if a spider ever does run at me. But I think it was peeling me off the ceiling or I'll be hidden up on the top of the chillers or something. Uh, they might have to coax me down with a... With some sugary drink or something. Um, so that's one of my biggest fears. Um, it's probably like my phobia, I would say. I, I wouldn't say, I, I can't think of any other real phobias I've got, but that is kind of probably my big phobia, is arachnophobia. Um, other things that, other things that kind of I, I, I'm possibly kind of scared of or I have a fear of, um, and, and it might even seem strange, but... It's it's kind of burning. It's gonna sound horrible, but burning alive, being caught in a fire. Um, I mean, if, if it was smoke inhalation that kind of made you pass out in fire, but it's just the it's just the thought of if being caught in the flame and, and burnt, being burnt alive. It's just it's a horrible thought, horrible horrible thought, and it, it's 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 something I'd be scared of. Um, I don't know. I mean. I mean, I, I I think I mentioned it four weeks ago. I burnt my finger, and that was bad enough. And that was just a burn on 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 my middle finger here. I'm I'm sure if, for those of you listening, I'm sorry you can't see this. I mean, that's pretty much healed up now. It's still a little bit dry around there. Um, there's still a little bit of, bit of sensitivity in it. But that was four weeks ago. I burnt my finger. But just the thought of burning alive, it's it's a horrible thought. But um, yeah, it's just not very nice. My other, my other sort of fear with regards to something similar is drowning, um, which might sound mad, because again, like I said I got brought up near Scarborough, which is at the seaside, um, and so many of my friends and people, obviously, it's like people always say, when I said, when I said I, I can't swim, they're like, but you grew up at the seaside, how can you not swim? Well, I just never learned. Um, it was only when. The wee dude had started his swimming lessons when he was was the wee really wee, he's still wee, but when he was really wee, um, I actually got some private one to one lessons and I learned to swim as well as him learning to swim. And although I'm no strong swimmer now, I can at least swim probably enough to save myself in a swimming pool, <laughs> um, you know. Um, but yeah, I, I just, I, the thought of drowning and not being able to get back to the surface. And, oh, it's just, oh, it just gives me, just gives me the creeps thinking about it. It's just horrible. Um, so, yeah, that's, that's, a, that's, oh, sorry. Yeah, that's another thing that I'm scared of. Um, and, and, and maybe I'm not, I don't think I'll be alone in this next one. And it, it's, it's something that. Until recently, I hadn't really thought about, but then things in the world have happened, and and it, the thought of the country that I'm in being at war, and the war not being like the, our country being at war away somewhere else, but but on our own soil, and 
I suppose the way the world is now, it, uh, someone only needs to push a button somewhere and it could be anywhere in the world that's hit. Um, but just the thought of being at, our country being at war in, on our own soil and, and the impact that could have on, on not just me, but my family, my friends, the world, the environment, the world, everything. That That's, yeah, that, that just scares me a little bit that it only takes one idiot to push a button um and and it could be a good night everybody kind of thing because one person presses the button another one reacts and before you know it one percent of the world's population's left and um yeah i mean i, I pulled, pulled that random figure there from another podcast I listened to this week um which was about again i think it was actually not so much to do with what it was about um oh, what was it it was it was I'm thinking COVID, but like a flu. And it was like a flu that killed 99% of the people that infected. So it would leave the world population, like 1% of the world population, if it, it got round just about everywhere. Um, but the you know, similar sort of effect, if, if war broke out and, and people started pushing the big red buttons and things. Um, so yeah, that, that kind of freaks me out. And, and it just, I'm scared that that might, that, that is a possibility that could happen. You know, I'd quite, I mean... I'd quite like to live to a ripe old age, you know. I don't want to go anywhere anywhere soon. And and then there's my kids and, and my family and I want them to have full you know, good lives and I don't want them to get caught up in that kind of thing. So I'm, I'm that is a fear that that could happen. I mean, I, I, it felt like that kind of thing, maybe you'd gone away. Maybe that's just I was isolated because we're in the UK. And obviously, there's countries around the world in the Middle East. Um, there's the Koreas, you know, where there is the threat. But I don't feel like we've felt it as much here until recently with with what's happening in um, Ukraine and, and and with the Russians. It, it's yeah, it's just a scary prospect, um, and it's something I've uh, that's kind of got to me a bit since since everything started over there sort of thing so that, that's that um and and another of my fears uh and it's the last one i'm going to talk about on this podcast is that both my mom and my sister um had sort of a genetic muscle wasting disease muscular dystrophy and it can be hereditary and although i'm showing no signs of it yet there is a possibility that it could still affect me um, and if it doesn't affect me it could still affect my children um, and probably one of my biggest fears is that I would lose one of my children or or before I go I mean I mean my dad um, obviously as well as losing his wife he lost his daughter and my sister. Um, we lost Lorraine um, far too young. Um, and I, I, although I don't dwell on it and I don't talk about it a lot, the thought of losing one of my kids, you know, parents aren't meant to outlive kids. You know, you're meant it's meant to be that succession. Um, but sadly, it doesn't always work that way. Um, so... That is that is another fear that that anything were to happen to to my kids um, because I don't know how I'd handle that. I don't know how I'd handle it. I don't know how I'd cope. I don't know how more I could cope, and I'd be dealing with that as well. So that's my fears. I mean, them last one might not feel like fears, but it, it, there is fear there. You know, it's it's kind of a scary prospect. Anyway, so that's my question of the week. That was my my big fears of the week. I've mixed it up a little bit this week. Uh, moving on to feedback. So there was no online feedback about last week's episode or, or any more feedback generally about my podcast. Um, however, I have got a new viewer. So hi, Jane. I mentioned last week in the uh, podcast that I was extremely thankful for my mother-in-law, Jane. Um, and this week I'm extremely thankful for her as she's my newest listener watcher um she has been playing catch up from what i gather she's been binge listening or watching my podcasts and she's from what i gather i'm getting it via morag 
Um, she's been very positive about the content that I've put out and thinks it's a really good idea. Um, and she has also given me a few suggestions for question of the week for, for future weeks. So thank you, Jen, for, for, for joining us here on the podcast and for suggesting some ideas for future weeks. So that's the only feedback I've had. So moving on to, oh, before we move on to what we've been up to this week, I just want everyone to know, if you listened to last week's podcast, you'll know that Morag had been involved in a, an accident with a car. Um, she's good. She's recovered. Well, she's not fully recovered. She's still bruised and battered, but she is improving day by day and she's back at work now. Um, so all is good reasonably on that front unfortunately the car did get written off so we are um in the process now of, of trying to find a replacement um which is easier said than done because we do we, we, we're going to go and try and have a look at some cars at the weekend and it's finding something within a budget that's i mean i mean yeah okay you could travel miles to go and get it but with the price of petrol now that you might as well add another couple of hundred pound onto the cost of the car rather than going for one nearer kind of thing it's it's uh it's costly and then and the market well, since covid secondhand cars um the price has just gone up it's just crazy it really is just crazy so yeah we're, we're in the process of trying to find a new car that's not going to be too old not got too many miles is under a certain budget has got five doors and the list goes on so wish us luck on that one so okay Moving on, what have we been up to this week? Right, we're going to start where I always start with. What have I been... Oh, I don't know where I normally start. Do I start with listening or watching? Because listening, I really just, just had another week of, of podcasts. I've listened to all my uh, old favourites. My, my old favourites. All, all my staples, the, the Greg's World podcast, Ronnie's Reflections, and then my two Star Trek podcasts, Delta Flyers and Shuttlepod. Um, and great episodes from all of those this weekend um but with with the delta flyers the voyage the star trek voyager podcast i've been listening to i've been using that kind of fill in the gap i, mean, I don't know what's happening with my audiobook I, I started listening to um an one of the terry pratchett audiobooks a few weeks ago and then i kind of stopped listening to it i really ought to go back to it um maybe i need to start again from the beginning it's a nice watch and as I recall, when I read the book, I really enjoyed it. So I'm not sure why I haven't gone back to it. Maybe it's just that I'm finding the podcast a bit more interesting, a bit more, a bit different. So anyway, I've been I've been filling in the when I've been I've been listening to the the weekly podcasts, the most recent ones from from my staple four, and then going back and listening to some more of the older Delta Flyer ones. Um, so I, I've listened to some interesting episodes about various episodes of Star Trek Voyager, um, and it getting an interesting insight into how they've been produced and some of the ideas that that were thrown around and what the cast think of them as well um but the shuttle pod the star trek enterprise one uh, episode seven this week and their guest this week was david livingston who is has been one of the directors or was one of the directors for various episodes ranging right from Star Trek Next Generation to Deep Space Nine, Voyager and Enterprise. I believe he had like about a 17-year sort of directorial span um, through the episodes. And it's funny because I've heard him mentioned on the Delta Flyers podcast as well this week. Um, so it was interesting to see, hear his take on some of the episodes that the cast members thought were great, but he wasn't happy with. Um he thought, as he'd heard, that, that the series was getting cut after Series 3. It actually made it to Series 4, thankfully. Well, sort of thankfully. Um, it kind of ended a bit abruptly, uh, which a lot of people don't like. Um, but yeah, it was really interesting to hear his perspective. And it's also really interesting to hear the perspective of, of oh, Domin Dominic... I want to say Keating? Keating? Who is one of the two... Uh, actors who was in Enterprise who was hosting the podcast he plays Malcolm Reed and he obviously is an actor he's done a lot of acting work but it's only through doing this podcast that he can becoming a fan of Star Trek he didn't know a lot of the the lore the background he didn't watch all the other series 
And now that he's doing this podcast, he's taking an interest. He's, he's re-watching all the episodes of Enterprise. And he's kind of getting into it and understanding the background. And I find that fascinating because you see, you think of all these Star Trek actors as being fans themselves. And maybe then, you know, they're obviously not all big fans of Star Trek. It's like you watch a TV program ending and you think, oh, they must know the stories inside and out. But with Star Trek, it's so broad. But it's really interesting to, to hear that at this stage, 20 years after Enterprise, he is now getting into the sort of the Trekkie, Trekker kind of arena of, of fandom. Um, so that's really interesting to hear. So that was my podcast um, and my listening of the week. Now this week we've watched a few bits and pieces. I've uh, watched the most recent episode of Picard. That's I'm not going to spoil anything. It's carrying on the storyline. They're still back in 2024. Um, I I felt this week was a little bit of almost like a filler episode to get us to maybe where we're going next. Um, I didn't feel that it was too fleshed out. It was quite a short one as well this week. Um, Yeah, so that's that. Uh, The next thing I've been watching, we watched, was with Easter this week. And we had a family film night the night. We watched the film Hop. I've never seen it before, um, but it's it was a film. It's an Easter film. It's about the Easter Bunny, and and the premise is that the Easter Bunny is um, a role is passed from one bunny to the next bunny to the next bunny to the next bunny sort of thing, and when it's time for this one particular bunny to take over the role, he's not interested. He just wants to play the drums. He wants to be a drummer. He doesn't want to be the Easter Bunny, and so. We end up with the bad guy, which is one of the chicks who's worked in the Easter Bunny factory, producing all the Easter eggs and everything through the year. He's been there the whole time through this this new Easter Bunny's life, and he's basically been plotting and scheming to to try and become the new Easter Bunny. Um, I'm using bunny ears, inverted commas there, if you're not watching, I'm afraid. You're missing out on my Easter Bunny floppy ears. Um, and... He tries to derail the path of of the new Easter Bunny, and the new Easter Bunny goes runs off and meets a human um, who is um, he is a, he, I want to call him a deadbeat, but he's kind of never really taken a path of a job. He's all he's been a bit entitled. It's like he's got a rich family, and he's never really needed a job. He's, but they want him to get a job, but he's not really that bothered. Um, so they kind of give him this ultimatum that he needs to have a job within a couple of weeks by Easter kind of thing. And his sister, um, who obviously is quite successful, she's she's uh, played by Kelly Coco pronunciation. Plays Penny in Big Bang Theory. Big, I haven't got Big Bang. I was thinking Big Bang Theory was behind me. It isn't. It's Friends, which reminds me I've still got the Big Bang Theory upstairs in a box that I bought a couple of years ago on eBay, and I still haven't even properly opened it and checked that it's all there. I bought it second hand. Anyway, digress. So yeah, anyway, it's got Kaylee Quo 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 in uh, from Big Bang Theory, um, and that's it. Yeah, it's got it's got Russell Brand. Russell Brand voices the uh, the the new young Easter Bunny, and he also makes a cameo as him, well, not as himself, but as a, a stage hand in one of the scenes as well, which is quite funny. Um, but basically, it, the, what happened? I won't ruin it completely, but. The, there's maybe a bit of role reversal between the human and the rabbit and and then you oh i forgot about the hoff the hoff's in it um because uh, uh, they've did, part of the storyline is that obviously this this wee bunny can play the drums um, and he's a talking bunny which obviously is not real or is it real do they just talk and we don't know that um so yeah the hoff the Hoff that is doing the Hoff's Got Talent or the Hoff Knows Talent or something. Basically a rip-off of, of America's Got Talent or Britain's Got Talent or, or the various Got Talent shows. And he goes and, and he does his drumming and, and the Hoff likes him and he's getting this chance maybe to go off and win win a big career and this and that and the other rather than becoming the Easter Bunny. Whereas this guy isn't really doing anything but he remembers seeing as a child the Easter Bunny caught him in the act but nobody ever believed him and now he realizes that what he saw was the truth 
series to play. And maybe it's destiny that he is to help become or help with the Easter Bunny story. Anyway, it's a, it's an enjoyable film. I, I, it's quite light-hearted. You don't need to think about it too much. Um, and great one to watch with the kids, especially this time. So that was our film of the week. Um, other, another thing I've been watching, other than the Grand Prix, which was boring as anything. Um, I had it. I watched it, but it's, it really wasn't a race to shout about. If I'm totally honest. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't know what they've done to the Australian circuit. Like they made these modifications, and I don't feel like it was that interesting this year. Anyway, but enough about that. I, the last thing I've been watching is something that's new in America, and I believe is about to come to Canada later in this year. And it's like a cross between QVC and eBay. If you took like QVC, the the set putting something on a screen, selling it at a set price and you crossed it with the auction side of eBay, you go like that and you've got something called Whatnot. Now, as I said, it's only currently available in America and it's coming to Canada soon or later on this year. Um, you can you can bid from anywhere, but you can only sell if you're in America. And it's basically an online auction, but the auctions are like 15 or 20 seconds long. And to avoid snipers, once someone makes a bid, it then adds some extra time on to allow people then to counter bid and then to counter bid and counter bid. And a couple of people I know have been doing these um, and they've been very entertaining at it. They've, they're trying a few different formats. Some are, I mean, you can sell, I say sell anything. There's various categories you can sell with them, but they're selling Lego, funnily enough. But you could sell Funko Pops, baseball cards, football cards, collectibles, toys. You, I say you name it. There's a great list of different categories you can sell. Um, but obviously, I've been watching the, the the Lego ones, and Ronnie, who, who whose podcast I listen to, and a guy called Dave, um, who the, has the Scots Toys YouTube channel. Really good guy. Check him out um, if you haven't already. Them two are doing whatnot auctions now, and some interesting for format. Doing either minifigures or some some sealed sets, or even. Just bags of random bits, like giving away, showing the bag, saying, right, this is what's roughly in there, and these are the colours. We'll start the bit at $2, and, and some go for $2, others, it bumps up and up and up and up and up. But it was just interesting seeing some of the comments coming through on the chat, and listening to the way that Ronnie or Dave sort of interact with the, sort of the customers, online or the way they talk i mean ronnie has music playing on in the background we had an 80s playlist on one night it was absolutely class some absolute caucus going on in the background it was fantastic um but i think it's a really interesting format and i'm so glad in a way that it's not currently available in the uk because i think that could be dangerous for my wallet um i know there's another couple of guys here in the uk who feel exactly the same they're like I could make a killing on this, selling, but I'd probably spend all the money I make, again, buying stuff. Um, so, yeah, it's a really, really interesting format that I think probably will come to the UK. Or if they don't come as whatnot, I think another company will probably come out and rival them here in the... Well, not rival, but offer the same sort of service here in the UK. So that's something to look out for if you fancy a little bit of uh, auctioning entertainment of a, of a night or, or, or any time of day, really. Look at whatnot. Um, it's quite fun. It's quite fun. So that's what else I've been watching this week. Uh, moving on to Lego. Lego this week. Easter is coming. So this week we have been building Easter sets, which range from little rabbits to Easter eggs to a full-on carrot house, the Easter bunny's house. Um, that looks like a carrot. What else have we been building there? There's, um, yeah, it's mainly rabbits and carrots and things. And Morag built her sunflowers. I think that was this week. Her sunflowers that she got for Mother's Day. Um, she got two Lego built sunflowers. So she built them as well. So it was nice that we sat down and had a session where we were all building. And then they've done another session when I wasn't there as well. Um, to try and get some more of it built. It's not in this cabinet, it's, it's in the other cabinet that you've maybe seen in the background of some of our other videos. Um, uh, we do like to get out our seasonal Lego, get it built up, and then after after the holidays are over, 
we'll put it all back in back. This is something I was talking about actually with, with somebody at work. They're like, oh, I bet, you, I bet you take it all apart and put it in the numbers bags again, don't you? And I'm like, no, 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 not at all. No, no, not in the slightest. Yeah, the truth is, yeah, we do. Um, um, because that makes it easier for building next time. Maybe not with these smaller Easter sets, but with our Winter Village sets, the Christmas sets, which can be quite cumbersome, like 1,500, 2,000, 3,000 pieces. If you would throw that lot into one big bag together and then try and build it again next year, you are going to spend so much time trying to find the bits you need. And I feel like bits get lost. So here's one that I do with my Christmas sets is I reverse engineer them. I literally take the instruction book, start at the back and work back to the front, taking off the pieces in reverse order and bagging them in, in groups of bags so that when I go back to build them, I can build them back in the right order. It's a bit time consuming, but I find it so much easier to rebuild the sets when it comes to it at a later time. Uh, so I thought that was a funny story this from this week from someone I was talking to. He said, I bet you do this, you do that. I'm like, uh, maybe, possibly. Um, but yeah, they go in, in Ziploc bags and back in the boxes. So we'll do that after Easter, but not straight away. It's quite nice because because a lot of the sets are kind of spring themed. We maybe keep them up for a month before we take them to bits. So we've still got a few more of them to do. I'm hoping to do some more of them tomorrow with the kids because I'm off. Because <sighs> Friday and I'm off. Unfortunately, more is working. But um, yeah, I'm off. It's all good. So that was the Lego week this week, sort of, sort of the Lego week for this week, because we're going to move into what we've been playing. And that brings us to a new game. We got a new game. We got, well, released at the beginning of last week was Lego Star Wars, the Skywalk, Skywalk, the Skywalker Saga. And now this game, from what I gather, has been due to come out for a couple of years. And it's been delayed and delayed and delayed and delayed. And it finally released at the beginning of last week. Now, I'm alright with Star Wars. I'm not a great huge fan. Um, but the hype train kind of got the best of me. <laughs> and all the guys on the Discord were like, oh yeah, my pre-orders arrived, my pre-orders arrived, I've got it, da, 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 da. I've started playing this. And I was like, mm, it's available on the Switch and we've finished Luigi's Mansion and... I don't know, go on, well, maybe if I see it on offer somewhere. And anyway, he walks into this Tesco's and it's there on, on a stand at the front of the shop. And they've got it for PlayStation, but the, the PlayStation, whatever, it's four or five or whatever. And the Xbox series, whatever. And they had it for Switch. And I'm like, oh, this is on Switch. And the best bit was they had it on club card price for like £7 off the full retail that they were charging for it, which is... I think £5 less than the actual retail. So all in all, you were saying about £12 on, on proper full retail on it. It's like, oh, come on then, why not? And the best bit was that if you bought that, you could get this Lego set that's normally £9 for £4.50. So it's like, go for it, go on, why not? We'll treat ourselves. So gets the computer game, gets the set, goes and does some more shopping around the Tesco and goes to the tills. Only things never go simply, do they? You know, you get to tell someone, like, right, okay, I'm going to put these two on a separate transaction. I'll put them through first so that someone can go off and get me my computer game from wherever locked cupboard they keep it in while we put the rest of our shopping through. Except the fact that when she put the computer game through and she put through the Lego set and then a club card tap and it comes up at this price, I'm like, that's not right. It shouldn't be that much. I said, the thing over there says this, 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 this. And and, and the lady on, on the, the, the girl lady, the, the person who served us, she, she wasn't really getting it. And uh, I'm trying to explain it. Um, and um, she ends up having to, to, to call someone to another, from another till. Um, now, there was only three tills open, and, and as well as the self-server, and they were getting a bit of a queue already. She was quite busy. And... I felt quite bad because I was causing other people to get held up. But then this woman starts to come over from this other tail and she's getting all flustered. And she's like, the customer's going, where are you going? And she's like, I'm off to sort out this man that's shouting at me. I thought, whoa, hang on a minute. I ain't shouting, sweetheart. You'll know about it if I am, you know. Um, and I thought that was a little bit rude for a start off. I mean, I know what it's like to deal with awkward customers. And... I have dealt with some corkers. 
I don't feel like I was anywhere even on that spectrum. Maybe, um, maybe, maybe I was, but I, I was trying my best not to. I was trying to put my best. I work in retail. I know how it feels. I'm really sorry about this, but, and she just wasn't getting it. She, she, she wasn't understanding. I'm like, look, the stand there clearly states all three formats of the computer game. Because I, I, I did begin to wonder, I'm like, oh no, have I read it wrong? Is the Switch one not on the offer, you know? But no, the price cards, several, multiple price cards there, one for each format, say this much, this much at that price with the club cards, get this at half price when you do this. And, and it was all clearly there in big signage. And it even said, uh, offer valid until the 21st of the 4th, 2022. So it wasn't like it was an expired offer. Um, so I took it over and I said, look, this is where I've seen it. This is, this is, I'm, I'm explaining, I'm very sorry. I, I work in retail. I understand what, you know, and, and she still wasn't really forgetting it. So she, she, we tried to go back to the till and tried to do it again and it still wasn't working, still wasn't working. I'm thinking, man, why can't you just do a price override here? You know, just get rid of the customer, let them leave happy. Maybe I was just being a bit selfish and, and not thinking of, of their, 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 not their profits, but Tesco's their arrival. Um, but and she wasn't for it, and so I said, "Look, okay." She said, "Oh, you just need to take it to customer services." Now I'd already tried customer services before I even started, and said, "Do I get this here or do I go to the tills?" And they're like, "No, you've got to go to the tills for it." I'm like, "Okay, fair enough," because I'd had this issue with something once before where it was like, "No, you've got to go to the tills." So I went and checked with them very quickly beforehand to make sure whether I could get it there, and they said no, so I went to the tills. So having had two members of staff now not very happy and getting frustrated, she's like, oh, well, you'll have to take it to customer services. So we put the rest of our normal shopping through. Now, at this stage, I've got the Lego set and I've got the computer game, the actual computer game, not paid for. I could have just walked out of the shop with that quite easily because she didn't come over to customer services with me. I just literally was left to walk from the till along the end of all the other tills past the entrance exit to get to customer services. I could just have walked out with that and like there's like 650, 60, 70 quid, whatever of, of merchandise that would have walked out. So I get up to customer services and I said, look, I've just been sent along with this. This is the issue. Um, and she's like, what, did they just send you along? I'm like, yep, yep, yep. I said, look, I, like, but you, you, I wish, oh, this is really annoying. I, I wish you wouldn't do this, it's so frustrating. You could have just walked out with it. I said, yes, I could except I am management in retail. I would not do that, you know, even though, you know, I don't work for Tesco's, I would not do that because I know what it is like when people do that kind of thing or what, what impact that has on, <coughs> excuse me, what impact that has on, on the store, kind of the, the, the key performance indicators, your, your targets, your things. And, and I'm a good guy, you know, I just, I just, I wouldn't do that, um, and I, I'm sure there's people who sadly would. Um, but even then, by the having gone there, she was getting frustrated that this other woman had sent me down, and it's like this really is not a good impression to the customer uh, at any point. Um, so I says, "Look," da, 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 and takes it to the stand again, points it out, says, "This, this, 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 this," and she's getting. Okay, uh, uh, uh. and then a, a manager managed to walk past. So she grabs the manager and says, look, this, 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 and explains it. And he's like, oh, oh, oh. Yeah, yeah, you're okay. Just um, do, do a price override, which I thought, well, if she'd just done that at the first point, we'd have saved 10 minutes. Um, and um, it was funny because he said, uh, oh, we'll just sort it out. And he's like, mm, we'll just take all those price tickets out now. <laughs> So they just removed, completely removed all the, what I thought they'd have done would have been just take away the promotional stands because it was an easy lift, um, like a little cardboard stand that they could have moved so easily. And instead he was like, I'll, I'll whip out the price tickets, which maybe I would have done the same. But I think you're then moving a product with no prices on, which just causes more confusion. Um yeah, so so what had happened? What was happening at the tills was it was only taking off like two pound fifty, rather than the full. It was half price in my Lego set, but it was only taking two fifty off the off the game rather than the seven pound or whatever. So and that was the only reason I was buying it is because it was cheaper. So long story short, we now have Lego Star Wars Star Star Wars 
Lego Star Wars, the Star, the, the, the Lego Star Wars, the Skywalker Saga. Dun, 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 dun. Yeah. So anyway, um, we dudes never played. Or we dudes never really seen any Star Wars. He's heard of it because his big cousins like it, um, but he doesn't know anything about it. Um, and I actually didn't tell him we've got the game because we didn't have the kids with us when I bought this. So for a couple of days, he didn't know we had it, and I managed to sneak in an hour and a half's play um, one night when he was in bed. And so start. I just you can start at episode one, beginning of the prequels. Episode four, which is the start of the original four films, or you can start episode four, five, six, seven, which is the the sequels that that basically have been produced since Disney bought out um, or Disney bought the bought, bought Star Wars. Um, so I thought you start start as episode one, obviously. Um, might as well work through the story from beginning to end. And uh, no, about an hour, probably spent an hour and a half on it. Um, it's fun um and it's lego in it it's lego and it's star wars so it's gonna be a winner um i've heard a few people say it's a bit glitchy in places on different formats but you always get that with a brand new game until they release patches for it but i can't say i've found any issues with it and i've thoroughly enjoyed playing it so far um sort of uh playing along as qui-gon jinn and um a young obi-wan um basically playing the storyline of the film so um, the, the first scene is where you end up on the ship and, and then you've got to kind of fight your way out past the droids and then get on the ship that takes you down onto, um, I want to say Naboo. Um, and then you meet Jar Jar Binks. Me's the Jar Jar Binks. Oh, yeah, <laughs> sorry. Awful, 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 awful uh, impression there. How wooed. Um... <laughs> oh, everyone hates Jar Jar Binks. Poor thing. Um, apart from we DJ, because um, that following morning, we dude went to play on the Switch and noticed the icon on the front screen for it. He said, "What's this? What's this?" I'm like, "That's Daddy's new game." Because I wasn't sure how he'd handle it. Because Luigi's, he, you know, it's aimed at young children. It's easier to control. Um, it's quite heavy reading. Is the Star Wars game, and the, the controls vary from whether you're flying a ship or whether you're playing as a Jedi or as a hero character like Jar Jar Binks or as a droid or as a, you know, the control system is different depending on who you're playing as and what you're playing as and in what environment you're in. Um, and it, and it's a lot more complex thinking to play the game. I think it's aimed at a more slightly older audience, you know, as is Star Wars. Um, the films themselves are 12 pluses on Disney+. Plus. Um, so I don't have any plans to let the wee dude watch the films anytime soon. Um, but this, in a way, is going to allow him to learn sort of the Star Wars story. Um, and he started playing through. He's at a similar sort of place to me. He got slightly ahead and I've caught him up. And, and we've, we've rescued Queen Amidala and we've now gone to Tatooine and met Anakin and done a bit of pod racing. Um, which is quite good. Um, but he absolutely loves Jar Jar Binks, so I now feel like it's it's maybe time to try and find a Jar Jar Binks minifigure. Um, but the last time one came out in a Lego set was 2015, so I'm gonna have to source one either off Bricklink or one of my uh, associates on 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 the Brickitech Discord. So that is what we've played this week. We've you started getting into Lego Lego Star Wars: The Skywalker. I'm, I'm really struggling with, with the name of, of this game, aren't I? I'm really not doing well with it. Um, so that was our plays. Uh, moving on. Where are we? We've, we've done all those things. I think that just leaves us on A-O-B. Any other business? And there's quite a bit of any other business this week because... <coughs> Excuse me. Oh, let me wet my whistle again. I'm on Tropical Pale Ale this evening. Tropical Pale Ale from the Fierce Brewery, which is Aberdeen. Dice at Aberdeen. Um, it's quite nice. It's, it's got almost a little bit of flavours of kind of pineapples and mangoes and things. Um, something different to try. Available in all good Scottish Aldi's currently. Um, so yeah, any other business? We have weight loss. Weight loss. Right, I was all ready to give up this week. I I, I, I weighed myself on, on Monday of this week. Um, and having gone up 
the previous week and, un and not done very well the week before, I was all ready to, you know, throw in the towel and go, I don't think this is the right time. It, it's I'm not in the right frame of mind. It's not working. And then I weighed in at £203, which was a £5 loss for the week. Um, which isn't bad, considering I didn't think I'd eaten that well. But I'm, I'm, I'm thinking that possibly the stress of the previous week with Morag having crashed the car and everything that went with that, I think maybe I, I lost my appetite a little bit earlier on in the week. And then just the added stress of, of running round because... On the, I recorded the last podcast, I think it was Wednesday morning last week. And then in the afternoon, I was driving to Largs to pick up Morag and the kids um, after their visit in Millport to then come home on the Wednesday. And then the Thursday, Morag decided that it, it would probably be a wise idea to take the day off work just because she was still feeling quite tender. And I'd just like to say her work was so understanding. They just wanted her to get better. They didn't want her to come back too soon. Um, big up to to the, the, the garden centre restaurant manager there who, who just said, no, you need to look after yourself. Don't push yourself um, and, and come back when, when you feel you're ready. So she actually took the Thursday. She went back on the Friday. Um, so she took the Thursday off. So we took that opportunity to then go back to Glasgow again to collect her belongings from the car. Um, which she'd planned to do on the Saturday, but because she'd taken the, the day off, um, I was able to go with her and, and bid farewell to the car um, and see what state it was in. It was, I'll be honest, it was actually in a better state than I thought it was going to be. Based on the description that I, I'd had of, of the incident, uh, I actually expected a lot more damage on the car. Don't get me wrong, the car was still bashed up. It was... It's a twelve-year-old car. It was. It it would have cost more to, you know, more than it was worth to to repair it. So, um, yeah, it was bye-bye little Peugeot. Um, so we went and got the bits from the car on Thursday, and I think just the added kind of stress of doing that, I think, has probably contributed to my weight loss last week. So I'm heading still in the right direction. Um, so I'm. Still over £200. I would like to get under that £200 marker. I really feel like I've got somewhere if I can make it 100 and something. But we'll see how that goes with Easter weekend this weekend and chocolate galore. Um, wish me luck. Um, especially when I come on to my next thing, which was this week, we opened a parcel that we received a few weeks ago that had come in from Thailand from my old school friend Matt um, who now lives out there and he very kindly had seen well, he'd seen some of our Pringle taste test videos here on the channel or on Eminem's world YouTube channel um, I'll put, if you're listening to this the link is in the description and he really enjoyed the sort of the, the, the reaction of we DJ to these flavors of crisps and our interaction as we were tasting them and stuff so he was saying that they have some really interesting snacks out in Thailand and he offered to send us some. Um, so we, we had a chat and, and um, sure enough, a parcel arrived a few weeks back. So it took until like this last week to find the time to be able to sit down and open the parcel and video opening the parcel and just having a look at what we got. And there's some absolutely fantastic snacks in our snack box. Um, and what we're going to do is we're going to break, there was nine packets of snacks and we're breaking it down to three videos of three to taste test. Um, we've filmed the first one, but it's just a matter of getting it edited now. Um, I, I think I've pretty much finished the edit on the, on the opening the box and reviewing everything we've got. Um, and like I say, we've filmed the first three packets. So hopefully those will appear on the M&M's World channel in the next few weeks. Um, we'll try and space them out. So they're not all together. Um, so I know Matt has said because that he doesn't watch or listen to this podcast because he's commented on my post I put out on Facebook this week asking for suggestions for questions. Um, so thank you, Matt, for your suggestions. I, I hope I might be able to hopefully use one or two of them in coming weeks if you happen to listen to this and you catch this if you've lasted 50 minutes. Um, but thank you again to you for the video, for the for the opportunity to make a video of the Thai snacks. 
But it just seems quite ironic that I know I'm, I'm talking about this week when I should really be covering through till Sunday, was that I see that my friend Greg, aka Brickitex, on his Greg's World channel, has yesterday posted a video of them opening a package of snacks from Thailand, um, which I believe they've got from there's, there's there's this company in America I think it is that you can order once a month a pack of snacks and delicacies from a different country um I don't know if he ordered it I've not fully watched the video yet I've promised I will do watch it to him but um they've got these snacks and I don't know if they've been sent them and they've given their honest opinion on them or if they've actually ordered them um with a view to possibly doing this kind of thing every month on their on their channel but I thought it was quite amusing that I've got this video in the works and then suddenly, boom, big YouTuber. Who, who, who I, I, I like to call my friend. I call him my friend. I'd like to hope I'm, he's my friend, you know. Um, suddenly, oh, look, I've got this. We've got it. Me and Clarky have got this snack pack from Thailand. It's like, oh, it's going to look like I've copied now, you know. Oh, gosh. Hopefully he doesn't feel that. I'm sure he knows that, that I've had this package for a while. I can, I've got pictures. I can prove it. Um... <laughs> So we're really, really thankful to Matt for our snack pack from Thailand and we're really looking forward to getting into the next six packets of things. We've really enjoyed the first three. Um, moving on, I've talked about Morag's accident. She's, like I say, she's on the mend and the car is bye-bye and, and we're looking for a new one. And I think that really only really leaves um, eBay. We made some eBay sales this week. Um, not a huge amount of cash, but every little helps and all that, you know. Um, this week we sold a couple of Harry Potter Incredibles sets. Now these are kind of laser cut wooden, almost like a jigsaw, but it's like a 3D model you can build. Um, I'll put the link to Incredibles in, in the description below. Um, but I sold, we sold um, a Dobby one and an Aragog one. <laughs> Full circle, we've gone from fear of spiders to selling spiders. Um, yeah, that's that was what we sold this week. We sold um, two of those. What, like I said, one one Aragog and one, one Dobby. Um, and they went to the same person. It was somebody who made us an offer on the pair of them. And then it was quite good because we'd be able to combine postage. Um, good for me because I was offering free postage on, on the actual listing. So by combining them, I, I saved a few quid. Um, so that was good. That was good. And and that's kind of been this week, really. I, I can't really think of much else to report. I say I can't, you know, that's it. I mean, we are 52 minutes into the video. Um, <coughs> excuse me. So that was my week. Thank you very much for joining me again this week. I hope uh, you haven't fallen asleep. If you have, wake up! <laughs> Oh my days, I'm tired. I have been up since four o'clock and it is now about 11. Mm. Getting so tired. Um, I'm going to enjoy a couple of days off now and hopefully do something that I can tell you about next week. Probably build some more Lego. Um, we might go car shopping at the weekend. But once again, just a reminder that you can leave a comment to let me know what you think of this episode. What are your fears? What are your phobias? Uh, what are you scared of? How many of you would run a mile if you saw a clown? Ronald McDonald's coming to get you. Oh, by that big fish. Maybe that big fish was in your face. I want to know what your fears are. I want to know what you what 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 scares you. Tell me in the comments, please. I want something to tell people next week in listener feedback. Um. And there you go, yeah, so I hope you all have a glorious week. Have a good Easter if you celebrate such things. Um, sadly, I know I'm going to be at work on Easter Sunday, but unfortunately, somebody's got to. Um, until next time, thanks again for watching. Bye-bye. <laughs>